If you have your Bibles tonight, I encourage you to turn to the 12th chapter of Hebrews. We're going to look at verse 1 and part of verse 2. Well, this is the last night of 2020, a year like no other. Uh, Many times we need to say, thank God for life. And with his help, we are here. And he has seen us through many dangers, toils, and snares. Twas grace that brought us safe thus far, and grace will lead us home. This New Year's Eve, I have, as I said, one and a half Bible verses that we ought to take to heart. Hebrews 12, 1, and part of verse 2. I want you to grab onto this truth. I want you to pay attention. I don't want you to be distracted, please. Let's hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Let me stop there. Let's look at the phrases of these one and a half verses, shall we? A great cloud of witnesses is mentioned. These are the heroes of the faith that were specifically mentioned in the previous chapter 11. And we could say that this cloud also includes other believers who have gone on ahead of us in death in Christ. Now, this is not, in my opinion, a group of spectators who are cheering for us. I know many interpret it to be that way, but I don't think that's accurate. I think rather this is a group of good examples for us to live lives of obedient faith. The next phrase I want to unpack with you some is throw off. I could also say lay aside. (laughs) No one you know will throw any of your sin off of you. And no one that I know will ever throw my sin off of me. But together we must do that. Together we must make the choice to throw off, to lay aside any known sin from 2020 that we would not pursue it, be tangled by it, ruled by it in any way in 2021. Why? Because the verse says that sin, all sin, encumbers and entangles. The primary sin in light of the context leading into these verses, the primary sin which is in view here is the sin of unbelief in God, the contrast to belief in God from chapter 11 and the cloud of witnesses that went on from this era in Christ that are also a good example of faith in God. The primary sin that we are to jettison, to throw off for ourselves, is the sin of unbelief in God. And just how does sin in general encumber us or entangle us? Well, many ways. Sin hinders our testimonies and our inner peace. And sin hinders our spiritual growth and progress to Christlikeness. Sin hinders all of our relationships. And sin hinders our prayer life. It's said that prayer will keep you from sinning and sinning will keep you from praying. No long-distance runner allows any encumbrance or entanglement, none. So no clunky and heavy running shoes. 
<laughs> no pebbles in any shoe, no weighty clothing, not one shoelace left untied. And just as the runner rejects encumbrances of any sort in 2021, we must throw off all sin, big sins, so-called little sins, public sins, private sins, sins of omission, leaving undone what God told us in his word to do, sins of commission, doing the thing that God told us in his word that we not do. We need to jettison, throw for ourselves off of us any encumbrance due to sin, sin of the mind, sin of the mouth, sin with our motives, and sin with our motions. And perhaps heading the list of sins for all of us is the sin of unbelief in God. Got to throw it off. Now we lay aside and we throw off our sins for ourselves. And as I said a moment ago, we must do this. This is not a suggestion. This is a command for our good. We must do this. No one else can do this for you. Your wife can't do this for you. Your mama can't do this for you. Your grand, grammy can't do this for you. Your gramps can't do this for you. Your pastor can't do this for you. It's a personal decision and act to throw off, to lay aside as much as sin that's possible. We won't be sinless this side of heaven, but we can keep a short account with God when we sense sin in our lives and we confess it, say the same thing about it that God says and experience his forgiveness. Keep short accounts with God. So when we come to the communion table or the packets now in COVID, that we don't have a lot of sins to confess before we partake of the bread and the juice because we're keeping accounts current with God with respect to our sins. We're confessing them and turning from them. I want to do something. I, I can't preach this without giving myself and you a chance again to confess any unconfessed sins silently so no one else can hear you but God. Let's take a few seconds. Say, search my heart, Holy Spirit. Is there any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting? Let's do that silently, privately, admitting sin that we haven't admitted so far. He hears every one of us. He's infinite God. He knows every one of us. You tell him what you need to admit by way of sin. And then accept his forgiveness. For these sins Christ died. Once for all, the just for the unjust. When you have confessed a sin and you know it, and you feel guilt for that sin, then that's not God, that's Satan accusing you. When you feel guilt for a sin you know you have not confessed, that is the Holy Spirit convicting you. So there's a true guilt and there's a false guilt. Thank you for hearing our prayers offered for Jesus' sake.
Amen. Puritan John Owen wrote, We must be killing sin or sin will be killing us. That's true. We must be killing sin or sin will be killing us. That's true. And so I want you to privately in the hearts of your heart and mind, I want you to privately answer the question, what sins did I just throw off? You know what you confessed as sin in those silent moments. What did you confess to God specifically of sins? Think about that. Now you ask the Lord tonight, and you ask the Lord regularly in 2021 to give you grace and power to throw off those sins, because some of those sins are habitual. And maybe at the top of the list of sins that we are prone to is the sin of unbelief in God. You and I have met plenty of people during COVID that have been critical of the government, critical of public health policy, negative, grumpy about the curfews, lockdowns. You've met them. Some of them are Christians. That's really, when you boil it all down, that's really the sin of unbelief in God. When you understand and identify the sins that you have just confessed or that you think about sins you typically confess and you throw them off and you lay them aside, In God's grace, by God's power, by God's Holy Spirit, endeavor not to go back to any pattern of those sins in 2021. Sins have a way of popping up. We all have flesh patterns, ways that we tend to operate and think and speak when the Holy Spirit's not controlling us. I've learned about Cersei. Boy, it grows, you know. Cersei grows and doesn't need any fertilizer. It just takes over, right? And I know it's good for uh, bush medicine. I'm, I'm glad it, you know, it's helpful. But sin is like Cersei. Before you know it, it's all over other plants and choking them out. Sin is going to pop up in my life in 2021, and so it is in you. But it's what we do with it. Do we immediately confess it as sin, accept Christ's forgiveness of sin, and then go on in the power of the Holy Spirit to say no to sin, to cast off that sin, to lay it aside, to throw it off? I would to God that that would be your story and mine in 2021. Another phrase I want to unpack for you from the verse and a half is to run with endurance. This is not if you run, have endurance. This assumes that all of us run a race. Every one of us, from the youngest believer here tonight or watching online to the eldest believer here or online, all of us are running a race. None of us are on the sidelines on a bench drinking Gatorade. We are all running a race. That's assumed. Without exception. We're all in the race, and it is not a walk-in-the-park race. It's a hard race. It's a strenuous race. It's a demanding race. 
And it's a God-appointed race. It's a standard race that fits all Christians. It's the same race for every believer in China, in Africa, in Central America. Every believer in every country of the globe runs the same race. And what is the race? <laughs> it's a race to Christ-likeness. That's the destination of every, the same race, to be Christ-like culminating in glorification when we see him face-to-face through death or through the rapture of the church. But we all run the same race, and it's running to the finish line of Christ-likeness, looking like Jesus. And on earth, while we sojourn and work and pray and praise and worship and witness the gospel, the Holy Spirit is chipping off each one of us everything that doesn't look like Jesus because we're running the race to be Christ-like. And lots of things have to come off of me, have to be chipped off of me by the Holy Spirit, so I'm going to resemble Jesus, and it's the same for you. And so, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside or throw off every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race, not our race, the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So the phrase I want to unpack is the race, the specific race, the common race that all believers have. (laughs) If you have a pulse, and if you know Christ Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, then you are running that race. Whether you know it or not, you're running that race, either poorly or well. We all run the same race. And our finish line, as I said, through death or rapture, is Christ-likeness. It could be that the rapture of the church happens in 2021. I don't know. Mark my words. I don't know. I'm not predicting the rapture of the church. I don't know the timing. But it could be that the church should be caught up in the air to be with Christ in 2021. Have you heard the news around the world? Do you see things that are lining up from prophecy? Plenty. I don't know when Christ will rapture the church, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's 2021. This past year, now ending tonight, do you know how we have spelt endurance? Do you know how we have had to spell endurance? Listen, L-I-V-I-N-G by F-A-I-T-H facing C-O-V-I-D. Living by faith facing covid The pandemic has forced us (laughs) to endure in Christ. And if we haven't endured in Christ in the pandemic, then we have become deeply discouraged, impatient, troubled, critical, worried, fearful, negative, and beaten down. You have met Christians who are like that. I hope that when you fellowship with them six feet apart with a mask, that you are a positive uplift with the promises of Scripture and the joys of being Christ and faith in God. Faith in God. The next phrase I want to look at with you in the passage is fixing our eyes on Jesus. (laughs) You know, I fix my eyes on a few things, and so do you. I fix my eyes on my bank balance so I won't write any NSF checks. 
I fix my eyes on the danger of walking on my lawn, why, at dawn or dusk without socks on, because I am extremely allergic to no And when they bite me, I itch for cra- crazy for two weeks. I fix my eyes on my weight, although it doesn't look like it. So I don't find the 50 pounds that my wife worked to lose during COVID. I fix my eyes on my wristwatch so I get to my appointments on time and don't take too long of a lunch. I fix my eyes on the date of the calendar so I do what I'm supposed to do on that particular day. I fix, <laughs> I fix my eyes on the cars around me when I drive a Nassau. All of these examples, fixing my eye means being consistently mindful about something. Consistently mindful. You and I must be consistently mindful of Jesus in 2021. How do we do that? Practically, this happens when we spend time in daily Bible study, memorize scripture, pray without ceasing. Ask WWJD, what would Jesus do? Scope out every cross which is around us. We have so many churches in Nassau. If you made it your habit in 2021 that every time you saw a cross on any church, you would think about what Jesus did for you on it. How do we practically, consistently be mindful of Jesus? We seize the opportunities to share Christ with lost persons. We minister for Christ in various ways when we can. We have the habit of attending worship services and many churches through Zoom. We systematically and regularly give of our funds to the Lord and his ministry here at Calvary Bible Church. That's how we are consistently mindful of Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus also has two other slants. One, we are to be consistently mindful of Jesus being the one upon whom our faith rests. The observance of the Lord's Supper helps us do that. I would challenge you, try not to miss any observance of the Lord's Supper in 2021. Have a perfect attendance. Challenge you. The second way is being born again. Maybe there's a person here tonight who's not sure that their sins are forgiven or that they're going to heaven. You need to see that Jesus died in your place to pay for your sins with his blood. And he asks you to trust him and only him for salvation, to stop working for your own salvation through religiosity, but to trust Jesus Christ alone, that he died for you and that he rose from the dead. Childlike faith. That's how you're born again. The other phrase, the author and perfecter of our faith, we fix our eyes on Jesus because he's the prime example of living with obedient faith. And we fix our eyes on Jesus because he lived perfect, complete faith. This is a powerful New Year's Eve passage of Scripture. And we need to live it out in the new year. It won't do us much good, this passage, if we just let it roll off our backs and don't think about it or reread it and meditate on it and seek to obey it. It's a powerful 
verse and a half or two verses for us to do something with it. Not to walk out of here forgetting it. Greek scholar Kenneth Wiest has written an expanded translation of all the New Testament. It's very good. His translation of Hebrews 12, 1 to 2a is as follows, I quote, Therefore also, as far as having so great a cloud of those who are bearing testimony, that is the heroes of the faith of chapter 11, surrounding us, having put off and away from ourselves once for all every encumbrance, and that sin which so deftly and cleverly places itself in an entangling way around us, with patience let us be running the race lying before us, looking off and away to Jesus, the originator and the perfecter of the aforementioned faith. Another rendering of those verses is by Eugene Peterson, which is not an expanded translation like Wiest. It's a paraphrase. You don't really want to study a paraphrase when you study God's Word because it's little takes liberties uh, on the original manuscripts, big liberties. But it flows, and it helps us to understand. Peterson's message on these verses is as follows, quote, Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, let me interject. The phrase would be better, all these veterans cheering us on. It'd be better instead, all these veterans setting example for us, as I explained earlier. Going back to Peterson's paraphrase, the message, he asked initially, do you see what this means? And then he picks up the answer. It means that we'd be, we better get on with it. I second that motion. We'd better get on with it, strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished the race that we're in. End of quote and amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we confess that often we miss the fact that we're in the race to Christ-likeness. And we don't take seriously the putting off, the throwing away of our sins. Sometimes our patterns of sin are so habitual, they're like a river that cuts its own course in dirt, and it's so hard for that water to get outside the winding course that has been carved by the flow of the river. Sometimes our sinning is like that. So, Lord, we need your help to run with endurance the race to Christ-likeness that we're in. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. We need to consistently be mindful of Jesus and to pray in 2021 when we don't sense we're consistently mindful of Jesus that God would help us to be. Lord, if there's anyone here tonight who isn't yet a believer, oh, they're welcome here. We're glad they're here. But may this be the night of salvation for such a precious person or persons. The last day of 2020. May they enter into the first day of 2021 as God's child. Forgiven. Adopted into God's family. New creations in Christ. 
houses and temples of the Holy Spirit who gives grace to all of us who know Christ, who say no to sin and yes to righteousness. Oh God, this is our prayer, knowing that you are the one who can answer this prayer. And we pray in Jesus' precious name and God's people said, Amen.